three, two, one. Welcome to the Wednesday night Dennis and Andy show edition. I'm Dennis and this is dude you're up dude hello dude dude I'm a ninja I'm invisible ninjas are invisible oh you're like Drax when he was invisible I understand yeah man you can't see me Nope, nobody else can. Look at So I'm hosting this show alone, apparently. There's nobody here other than me until I do this. Oh, there you are. That's right. And now I'm not even Andy anymore. I'm Clark Kent. Yeah, that works so well. It does, doesn't it? It does. Like Dennis said, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dennis and Andy show. We're so glad you're here joining us. I'm going to keep this. I kind of like the way this looks. You should yeah, look pretty good like, with that, whatever you would call it, ninja mascot. Um, anyhow, we've got lots of fun stuff to talk about. Thank you for joining us. First up, you never thought it, this would happen, but there is a little football talk. I know it's wrong time well, of the season. Well, Dallas Cowboys talk. Dak Prescott has signed a mega, mega, mega deal. It's, but is he worth it? No. No, I saw it at the gym today, and he came up. And I know this because he was my starting quarterback for fantasy football. He didn't help you get wins. He didn't help me get wins. And I expected them to sign him. I'm going to be honest, I did. I sure did not expect that kind of money for him. I got to be honest. I'm a, Obviously, if you know the show, you know me. I'm a Cowboys fan. I like Dak. I wouldn't have shouted out either because I think you could have, you know, you're taking a chance that he comes back 100% after that injury, which is not guaranteed. Um, you're tying up money. Uh, I just, you know, these deals, and this goes for baseball, basketball, all the sports, these deals are getting so ridiculous. And I don't want, I don't like, and I'm being serious when I compare it to like, government spending because it's just like money means nothing you know they're right. just looking at these they're just writing it on paper and it's like well, this doesn't mean anything we'll just, just print more we'll just print more and so it's worthless so the the issue that i have is i'm not saying that sometimes they shouldn't go up the paychecks well, go up i mean they're important but you know what this was a covid year nobody was at the stadiums revenue is down across the board Attendance is down. Viewership is down. So, and if anything, the 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 money that they were making should have proportionally gone down. I don't understand what the Cowboys were thinking. They must obviously think way more of him than they thought of Russell Wilson, who was trying to get to the Cowboys. Well, and I tell you what, I actually look at it like this. I would have easily played the bluff game and been like, and I don't know what, I don't know you know, relatively speaking, what low numbers are. Like, I don't know if if Jerry came out and said, I tell you what, four years, 100 million, 80 guaranteed, just to see what he says. Because if it, it if he balks at it, go, yeah. okay, 110. And if he really balks at it, go, bye. And see, calls bluff. Bye. Take a walk, Dad. Bye. I, I would have been like, hey, Andy Dalton, how about you? How much? Yeah. Or I would have been, hey, Russell Wilson. So you really want to leave there? Yeah. Are you, do you need Dak money? No? Okay, come to a team that you have potential with. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, this kind of money. So anyhow, that's the football news. Being a Cowboys fan, I'm not even on board with paying them $160 million bucks. I think 120 something's guaranteed. I mean, that, it's, <sighs> it's just crazy. And if he gets injured again, well, go Washington. No, let's not say that. <laughs> All right, moving on to fun stuff. It's comic book day. So, as usual, what did the boys get? And we talk about some of the new books that came out. 
Let's see. Blade Runner Origins. Now, this one kind of struck my fancy. Um, the art looked pretty decent. And we're going to start dealing with the Origins. And I'm thinking it's going to be dealing with the, uh, the Terrell uh, Corporation. So this one kind of interests me. I, I, I picked it up. I'm looking forward. Hopefully, it's going to uh, be a decent story. Um, I think this will probably be one we're going to do uh, have to do a review on at some point, uh, maybe this next week, because this looks good. All right, we'll see. I've never been a huge Blade Runner fan, so oh. that could be a one review, as in you read it and tell me what it, if it's any good. It could be the review where you have to sell me on it. Yeah, that might be. So this, of course, Wolverine. Wolverine, Dennis that's, book. That's a Dennis book. Yeah, it's an anthology. They always mix around the creators and stuff. So, you know, I, I don't get it. Not from the standpoint of, I don't get what they're trying to do. I don't pick the book up. Dennis does. I've scaled back a lot of what I get. Um, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. If he can't do it, no one can. So this is it. New costume, new job, new spider era begins here. Uh, Nick Spencer, Pat Gleason, Dennis and I both bought this book. I'll be honest. I bought it. You sucked me in with the new job, new costume. It's a jumping one point. It is almost the number one, 61. Almost. So, well, but, it, you know, if you're going to start with a new storyline, it's better than, you know, 64, 68. Yeah, that's true. 61. I, we'll, you know. we'll see what they do with it. I mean, I bought it, too. They sucked me in with the new costume. Hopefully there's a good story behind it, and it's not just a regular old costume change. I'm looking. You know, I like Pat's art, so that's another reason I got it. I hope he... I hope however long this story arc is, he does it all. Because I don't know if Pat's drawn more than two issues of Spider-Man back to back. So I don't know if it's a scheduling thing. I don't know any of the behind the scenes stuff. So I hope whatever the storyline is, Pat draws it all so it's consistent. So we'll see. We'll review that one next week. Star Wars is a dentist book. I don't get any of the Star Wars yeah. stuff. It's been solid. Um, it's definitely better than what's going on elsewhere. So I'm, I've been hanging on to that book. It's It's been solid. All right. Could it be a movie? Mm, no. X no. Factor. Yeah, it's a Dennis book. Dennis book. If, if it's got an X in the title, it's mine. He's getting it. Uh, Deep Beyond is a book that Dennis got and said you should read. So we actually did. We reviewed it. I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah, you might yeah, have. Two weeks if, if you didn't, just go back and check out our earlier episode um, on our on our YouTube page because they're all they're all archived there. Um, we loved the first one; it was yeah. a solid book. Um, and you know, we did a uh, a YouTube uh, quick flip through it, and so you can find that on YouTube as well. Um, the art looks good. I'm I'm thinking this story. Just kind of just at first glance, it looks like it's going to be solid. We may wind up doing a review to let everybody know if 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 it kept up the quality of the first one. Yeah, uh, it takes place 85 years in the future. Um, uh, I think uh, living on top planet, you could call it on the actual like most of it's below Earth, isn't it? Or no, not below Earth, but they have to stay kind of inside because going. I don't remember things. It's in the long. water, yeah. And it's yeah. yeah, it's they're dome cities. It, yeah, there you go. Dome cities, sci-fi. So we'll see where it goes. This is another one we reviewed that same night, I believe. Maniac of New York. Uh dude's a serial killer, if you can't tell. Got a cool knife. Uh basically, New York has just given up, I guess, and been like, look, there's not much we can do about this guy. He killed 80, 70 to 80 some people New Year's Eve. And they just kind of gave up. Yeah. But then they that looked like they're doing something. They created a task force of one. Which which we did a full review on that book, and we both liked it. It was yeah. another one. Again, we were like, the art, to me, wasn't my favorite, but it fit the storytelling so well. Right. And I did a, a YouTube a quick flip on that one as well. So you can always check out the 30-second preview uh, on that. But, yeah, I, I think we may do a review on this one and also see if, if that one's going to continue to hold muster. Yep, it fits the tone of the story nicely, the art does. So we'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward. Number one had a nice cliffhanger. Yeah. I like this better than Deep Beyond. 
So if I had to pick one, this is one I picked up today, Carmen by uh, Gilliam March, who I first discovered at DC. He's been at DC for a long time, working on Batman stuff. Mostly he's worked on other things, mostly Batman. This is his creator own book. I believe it came out uh, overseas because he's not from the States first. I think it did as like a hardcover and now it's being re-released here. I'm not sure though. That's what I heard from the comic shop. So I was asking about it. Uh, I like his art style and just flipping through it, it looks very interesting. So uh, we'll probably be doing a review of this one as well. Yeah, we did a short on it, a quick flip, and it, it definitely looks different. It isn't one that I picked up because mainly they didn't have a number one. And um, uh, after looking at Andy's copy, I'm like, ah, that looks kind of interesting. So I'll read it and find out. Maybe I go out and hunt for number one. Truth be told, Dennis thought it looked interesting because there's boobies in it. So Yes, because I am super shallow that way. There's naked boobies. Oh, I am. I mean, that's, well, we, well, we, everybody knows that. Yeah, they didn't know that about me. Oh, okay. I'm more shallow than a tub filled with an inch of water. That, that really a whole inch? Maybe not. I maybe was, like, I was maybe like a half an inch. I'd go eighth. Yeah. So I don't know what, so Dennis, a little behind the scenes, a little, little uh, uh, behind the scenes action. Dennis loads the, uh, the images for the show. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is with this chick. I know it's Star Wars, but I, d I don't know what's going on. Here. All right. So Andy doesn't know much about this. So I said I would uh, I, I would kind of talk about it. Um, this is all dealing with Star Wars, Star Wars, the High Republic, which, yeah. you know, we, we've reviewed and we've talked about earlier. Um, they're coming out with a brand new uh, storyline character. Um so the, the the I couldn't find the character. The the captain of the ship that you see is actually he looks a lot like um, Matthew McConaughey. All right, don't remember his name. It's really unimportant. Okay, he's the captain of a vessel called the vessel. Okay, so that's the name of the ship. I mean, I don't his co-pilot is the Rock. Dwayne Johnson. His name is Geode. It's a literal. It's a it rock. is a literal. How does it move? Literal rock. That is the million dollar question. He's nimble and agile. You're making and, that up. No, I literally. So it's all over right now. I literally thought it was Babylon B, the onion. I thought it was a joke well before April Fool's Day. Um, that is literally the character as the co pilot. And they thought, so I wish we had the video. You can go find on StarWars.com. You can actually watch the entire video. And they're so proud of these characters. The women that were presenting it are like, these are amazing. These are great. This is a fantastic character. It is literally a rock. It is not a joke. Who is the co-pilot of the vessel? Does it talk? We don't know. There are no lips. Well, I know that. There are no nothing. We do not know how it is. A I mean, rock. it's. So my it's, my only thought would be. I mean, if it's the size of a human, I call it a boulder for one. It because, would, you know, it a is. rock is. It is. It, it so is. I call it a boulder. So, so we don't know if and how it communicates or listens or interacts. Or does it literally sit there? Now, the one thing I will say is the name of it is geode. In my world, a geode is something, if you crack it open, there's something in there. Is it going to be kyber crystals? I don't know. Trying to figure out. I had this as a kid. Sure. A pet did? rock. Everybody right. did. And literally, I swear, their creative team sat there and went, oh, hey, my I had a rock or my friend had a rock or my parents had a pet rock. Why would that not make a great Star Wars character? What the, what is, like, Chewbacca's got nothing to worry about. He's by far always going to be the best co-pilot. Right. But, I mean, George Lucas, he, I mean, as far as I know, he doesn't have to green light anything because he sold it. Yeah. So all he can do is sit back and go, oh, my God. Are Literally. you effing kidding me? 
You guys are making a goddamn rock, a co-pilot? What in the? And touting it like doing? it's this incredible genius breakthrough of storytelling and character creation. All right. We're not talking something like no. Ben Grimm, no. who no, is no, like but, the thing. Well, I was also say Thor Ragnarok has that creature, right. the Aussie sounding creature that is right. looks like that'd be cool. And Galaxy Quest, if we're all Galaxy Quest oh, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. the rock creature, they're all cool. That would be kind of cool. This is literally. Now, when I think of rock, Andy was like, what in the hell is I'm that? I'm like, what, what does this have to do with anything? So this one and the next picture, these are of the Horta, which in Star Wars, this Star is Trek. a rock-based, or Star Trek, it's a rock-based. Hold on. I cannot believe you got Star Wars and Star Trek mixed up like that. That's you why dirty. I've got this here, and I'm thinking, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But this is the Horta from Star Trek. They are a rock-like creature, which was an interesting episode that literally burrows through solid rock and can travels through it as quickly as humans do walking through air. Okay. Right. Sure. So when they have created a rock creature for, for sci-fi, the Horda, and actually Mr. Spock winds up eventually mind-melding with it and everything like that, and that's kind of uh, uh, the next picture. <laughs> hey, 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 Doja Coin, hey, Andy, do you do art commissions? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Uh, just uh, shoot me an email at andysmithart at yahoo.com. Thanks for joining the show and asking. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is just a lame creature. I mean, like this actually at least looks kind of interesting. Right. And in order to save this creature, Dr. McCoy actually has to patch it up. And with, with a with, with a rock-based, silicone-based, uh, because it's not a carbon-based life form like right. we are. Right. There was interesting story, and it was more than rock, and it had feelings to communicate. That, that's Star Trek, and it was very well, well done. This... For the geode, seriously, as a character, they they're creatively bankrupt. I swear, I have zero interest. And in actually, I'm already subscribed. So after after the next issue, I may I may just have to walk away from Star Wars because I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm serious. I just can't. So that is just I don't know. I mean, I I, I really I, I hate bagging on stuff, but I'd like to know who came up with it. Because I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I I'd like to have been around that table for the brainstorm session of that because it's just right. It's just dumb. so. So think about it from the comic book creation standpoint. You sit down. You're you're drawing. Your writer has sat down and come up with these ideas. You guys sit there and discuss things and go through. If if he said Andy, I want you to draw a rock for a coal pilot. That's not what I would have thought of. Right. I would have been like, oh, you mean you mean an interpretation of like the thing? And I would have probably mentioned a couple other rock type characters. You mean I would have been like, you mean like an amalgamation of of those characters? No, 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 no. Yeah. Just just a just a rock that sits there. No right. arms, no legs. Oh, but it has like a mouth. So at least no no no. Right. No, no, no. Go find something in your backyard and and draw that. Well. Seriously, think about this. So so when you're pushing something like this and you're Star Wars, what do you think about? I want I want it to be a show, I want it to be a comic book, I'm gonna make action figures because I want to license this. <laughs> so you've literally now created a character that I just showed you the pet rock. Literally, I can go out to my backyard or I can come over to yours and dig through your guard and pull out a rock, stick it in a blister pack, and go, there's Geode. There's geode. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, I. That's dumb. It is dumb, and 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 like I said, I really thought this was a joke, but it's not. And they're very proud of this creation, right? Well, you know, I would be too. It's awesome. Um, all right. Well, we're done with the, the pet rock. Do a little show and tell. And so you know, the camera's right there. See, you can see it, so you know where to show it. I know. See. Right. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you had a little issue before. I did, I did. Well, it was on, a, it was on the little screen. Just trying to. So help I got my uh, YT1300 Millennium Falcon. So it's uh, by Hanes, and 
I've got the I got the Enterprise. I've got uh, um, you know the Klingons, the Bird of Prey, and stuff like this. So I did see this, and you know these are Hanes. These are like the good old car manuals and stuff like this. So I wound up picking it up, and I, I just had to bring it over. It just came in the mail, and you know it shows goes through the history of of what they're all about. It's really cool. It is really cool. I'm going to admit that when I got my Star Trek ones, I was, I was like, "Hey, this is high quality uh, stuff." You can actually see what what the uh, this is Lando, so it's the Millennium Falcon. It's actually got the pod and stuff that's on the front. Uh, this is a solid quality book. It's got you know line art in terms of uh, blueprints. It's got full colors on it. It talks about the crews. Um, it goes into like the laser weapons and everything like that. Um, this is a really, really quality book. If you guys are kind of fans of, of this type of stuff, I can't draw worth the crap, but I love technical stuff. And this winds up being really good, uh, a good technical book. I recommend it. So anyway, I kind of brought this just as a quick show. Some of you already may have it, but this is fun. And what's the old cover price on that? The cover price is $24.99. Oh, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. It's a hardcover. You know, good sounding. It's, uh, yeah. And now it's Dennis can work on a Millennium Falcon. So if you think you're cool because you can go pop the hood on your car and do some stuff or get underneath and change the oil, whoopee, he can work on a Millennium Falcon. You know, this, so the, the sad thing is, you know, I used to read the technical manuals and I have all the original Star Trek ones. I could tell you every starship, all the warp speeds, the shielding rates. I, I, you named it. I, I could do it. I could, if it was real. I was so involved, I could work on it. If it was real, it, if it was real, it's kind of like Star Wars, where it's in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. In the future. All right. So, what, what should we talk about first? Avengers forty-three. Yeah. So we got Avengers came out. We're going to give it the, the review. This is the Phoenix, uh, Enter the Phoenix, Part 4. You mean this one right here? We were not overly impressed with the storyline. We did a review on it. They're really screwing with So basically, it's, let's decide who should be the, the, the welder, the holder, the, of wielder. The, the wielder of the Phoenix Force. And it's kind of like... It's kind of like uh, in wrestling where, uh, uh, oh, my God, I used to watch wrestling. Why am I blanking on the term? Because you have no memory. I don't. I'm like a shitty computer. Uh, um, you know, when all the wrestlers get in the ring at the same time, there's there's the word for it. It's not a brawl. Uh, WrestleMania. You know, WrestleMania is just the an event the cage match. No, it well, okay, we'll call it a cage the royal match. rumble. It's like the royal rumble with the Avengers and they're fighting each other as they get the Phoenix force. So the issue starts off. I, and I said from, from day one, cause I borrowed Dennis's issues to read. Um, the art is gorgeous. I really love the art, but the story for me just falls flat and does nothing for me. And it's kind of like going to see a big budget. It's like seeing a Michael Bay movie. Because you know you're going to be wowed with the visuals. Right. But you're going to walk out going, well, what was the story like? And you're like, oh, was there? Oh, the visuals were awesome. Right. Well, no, no. But what Battleship. Was what was this? Battleship. Battleship. Yeah. It was like Battleship. This is like Battleship. The visuals it's are got, awesome. It's got the characters. It's got good actors in it. It's got fantastic special effects. Yeah. And you're like, hey, it's Liam Neeson. How bad can it be? Right. And it looks great. Yeah. I mean, you got Wolverine here fighting T'Challa in their Phoenix costumes. But I'm just like, you know, you, you actually read it and you're just like, eh. You know, you know it's going to come down to two people fighting because that's what they're doing. They're, they're, they're weeding it down. So it's like, you know, Wolverine and T'Challa fight. The winner moves on. And they've had all these fights. And I think also in this issue, we've got, um, uh, if I remember it right, Jen, uh, She-Hulk fighting. Oh crap! Who's she fighting in this one? Who's oh Valkyrie? Yeah, it was who's Jane Foster? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's Jane Foster. So fighting Jane Foster. 
You know, it's like, okay, I would think Jane, I would think She-Hawk would beat the crap out of Jane Foster if they both had like this Phoenix force that boosts them up some. Right. But she doesn't. <gasps> Spoiler alert. Because it's all about, you know, Namor thinks he's the one who, who deserves it. And who are they really there for? And I'm like, if, if all of this were true, the Phoenix Force would have just flown in and said, he's the one I want. Boop, and I'm just going to take him. Over. Right. The Phoenix Force wouldn't have a freaking. A tournament. A tournament. Yeah. I mean, seriously, this is like a poor lead into contest of champions. We kind of talked about that yeah, on, we on our previous one. And the other thing that, that we they hinted at was, well, are we going to redo the origin of Thor? Because they were like, oh, Thor, you know, too bad you don't know the truth. I'm actually your mother. And we're like, no, there's no, no way. Can that really be? I mean, we, we, Freya, come on. I mean, we, we know what this is all supposed to be about. Right. Well, guess what? They talk about it in here. And you know what? They did it. They did it. They, the Phoenix did is it. Thor's mother. And I just went, <sighs> F me. Talk about retconning something. Yeah. And once again, for the Phoenix to embody this woman from, you know, hundreds of thousands of years ago, I don't think that's what women looked like back then. Just saying. Yeah. She's so a, I guess the Phoenix Force makes you beautiful as well. I, I'm just going to say, you know, I'm glad there's only one more issue because, you know, I will pick it up because it's Phoenix. The Phoenix Force was this really cool, mystic, mysterious entity that is at the heart of the universe. Right. It's as old as sin. And I mean, it was a really cool thing. And they have developed it in a number of different ways that always made sense. Right. This, it was like Marvel goes, ah, you know what, let's just throw that to use that as an excuse and we're just going to retcon stuff and we're just going to use it as a cash grab. Yep. I, again, I love Jason Aaron normally, but that this is crap. This is crap. I'm, I will pick up the last one to, to finish out the story and we'll review it, but I am so not impressed. I'm actually, I'm done with Avengers as soon as the next one comes out. I can't stand it this much. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Well, you got me to read it. I'm just glad I borrowed yours and didn't have to pay for them. So thanks, buddy. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all to me. It's just all flash, uh, and I don't mean the cool DC character. Uh, you know, I like stuff. I've bought stuff for art before, but you know, the whole concept didn't really appeal to me. Dennis bought it. He's like, you got to read this. I got to confirm that I'm not the only one thinking this way. And I'm like, okay, I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is we got a couple of books that are of good quality Home that, runs. That, that are out there. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we should give our CGC grading oh. uh, on this. Uh, issue or? Well, 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 we'll do a final one after, after the next issue. So just, this is just for this issue. Hmm. The art was fine. We've never had a problem with the art. It looks nope. good. I'm not fond of the costume design. Andy likes it. I like some of them, not yeah. all of them. Yeah, some, like I don't like Wolverines. But but the story is just crap. I'm I'm giving this story this issue a 2.0, and that's only because of the art. Hey, I'm not that bad. I'd probably say it's a four four point five. You know, um, the ending of this one, and we won't spoil it, but it does because there's only one issue left. In the story, uh, the ending does come down to who the final two are to battle to see who will wield the Phoenix Force. Wait, wait, it's wait, two characters, wait, wait for the dollar bin. It's two characters that will not surprise you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, unless you're dying to get this, just wait. It'll be in a dollar bin in the next couple months, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, so which one are we going to review next, Andy? We're going to go with this one. I'm just going to show it. Noctera. Yeah. Noctera came out last week, written by Scott Snyder of uh, DC fame, Batman, Death Metal, that good stuff. Tony Daniel, also DC fame, uh, most notably uh, known for Batman. They brought the colorist along, Tomei Moray. Uh, Noctera. I, you know, always visuals grab me. 
Um, I like what Scott Snyder's done at DC. I like Tony's art. So I was like, I'll give it a shot. What's it about, Dennis? You know, this one, and I agree right away. As soon as we're debating if we were going to open up, I like the cover. But as soon as I opened up and started oh, looking at the artwork, I was like, I'm, I like this. I mean, this just looked well done. And I said, well, this is enough for me to read it without even knowing what, what it was about. Um, we find out that the world goes dark. dark. We don't know why. One day the sun disappeared. Well, that's really interesting because why would the sun just disappear? Well, if there's no sun, what happens to all the vegetation? It dies. Right. That's what you would think. But no, oh. it mutates without light, just like the people do. But that, you know, after a certain amount of time. Yeah. Right. You, you, you adjust. You adapt. Yeah. Except that the people, if they don't have contact with light over a certain undisclosed period of time, they turn into monsters that are called the shade. Hey, sit in frame. We'd like to see you. See, look at your little. Thumb. Oh, there you go. So I'm just saying that it's kind of an interesting. So it, it takes place about a main character's Val, who's partly blind, yeah. and drives a truck, basically like a big semi, yeah. and it has to transport people full of lights and stuff uh, uh, like that. Uh, drives like you know the big semis. They take refugees and um, you know basically take them to transport. a safe, safe zone, right? You could say yes. They they and they have safe, and that's why your cities and stuff they all have constant light and everything that's uh, that's on it. What's interesting is I got the flavor, the feel that this is kind of like The Walking Dead in a way, but instead of the undead. They turn into the monsters. So it's a bit right. of a twist, but it is kind of a post-apocalyptic, again, as we've been saying. So the, the one thing that I'll say as a genre in general, there's so many, you know, dystopian uh, type of comics and movies and shows that it's starting to get a little bit redundant. Right. This is kind of a fresh take. Right. Um, the story is great. The art is great. I, I couldn't put it down. I, once I started reading it, I liked everything uh, about this. We get some nice action. There's nice setup, of course, to introduce the characters, to get you involved into their world, uh, to make you care about them. Uh, this is that girl, Val, grown up. Like Dennis said, she drives this rig. She transports people on the back of the rig. There's the creatures that have evolved. So there's some nice fighting going on uh, with that, some nice action sequences. Uh, Tony Tony's storytelling, I've always enjoyed. He's doing more of a cinematic approach with the horizontal panels, which I think is very cool. Brian Hitch really brought that into, uh, into popularity back on, uh, I think, Stormwatch and Authority and definitely the Ultimates, you know, 20 some years ago. Uh, it's a cool way to tell a story, keeping the panels in this letterbox shape, because it does give you the feel of uh, of a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a nice shot right there, the creature of a creature. Val has powers. You know, they get, this is a great spread. They get to the city, you know, that's safe. And then she's basically, you know, she goes, yeah, I love that truck stop. She goes, and this is kind of typical, you know, she goes basically to collect some pay, wants to pick up another job, you know. Um, finally, we get a nice full shot of her. I thought that was really cool. It's after a bunch, after a lot of the storytelling with the horizontal panels, which are, like I said, very cinematic to kind of change over once they get into the city and then do more, uh, I don't know, traditional type of uh, the big shot and stuff is cool. And he saved the big reveal and, and it pays off that way. Cause if he, if he did it earlier in the story, it might've been a little too soon. So he saves it. I thought that was cool. I like the costume design. Cause it is, it's, you know, it's like Mad Max, but at night in a way, apocalyptic. Um, she's, she's kind of tracked down by these, uh, this, uh, we don't want to ruin everything, so I'm just getting past some stuff. 
where is it? Oh yeah, here we go. She's tracked down by this the uh that's not dad and daughter, is it? Hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, it's not. But anyhow, they want to leave the city. Yeah. You know, and she's like everybody's trying to get everybody's in. Everybody's trying to get in, and these two want to leave, want to get out. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, we'll pay you. No, I don't want to do it. Well, we'll pay you, blah, blah, blah. Oh. Then I'll do it. Then I'll do it. And then this this character is introduced, which is just, you know, total silhouette, which is kind of neat. And, you know, he's actually. He's got an ability. He's got some abilities, too. So, you know, it ends on a nice cliffhanger. Um, I don't even want to read the last balloon because it would give something away. But it's it's a good read. It, it I'm, was good. I'm really looking forward to the next issue to see where it goes. I wound up picking up the uh, variant cover. I liked them both. Um, and I don't know why I really liked this one. I did. I just thought it was a, a really decent cover. Um, uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I watched it. This has been added to my list, uh, my, my weekly poll. Now, I'm guessing... I don't get previews catalog anymore, so I don't know. I don't know if it's a mini. I'm assuming it's a mini series. Uh, or it's I think. Be, it's, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. I think it's going to start off as a monthly. We'll see how it sells. I well, I think what I mean is, I think after the first story arc, whether it's four issues or six issues, and I don't know this, but this is how it seems. Books like these are going: is you do the first story arc, four to six issues, and then. There's a volume two that starts over with a number yeah. one that comes back, you know, four to five months later. It's like so there's a gap between. Yeah, it's like Vampire the Masquerade. You know, they, yeah, they do them usually in four, six issue uh, uh, stories, and then right. it'll just continue the next one. So it could, it could, yeah. It could. And I don't know if that's what they're doing. I'm just once again assuming that could be the way they're going. Yep. So, and then uh, oh, CGC rating. Oh yeah, CGC rating. You know, I give it a. I'll go. Uh, I go. Uh, man, I'm waffling in my head between two things. I'll just go nine. I was going to say eight point five, but because I don't want to be, I've given some nines more. You know, it seems more often, and I don't want to be that guy. Uh, so you're just lowering it. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but I really did enjoy it, and yeah, and a lot of it's the art. I'm a fan of Tony's artwork. Yeah. So. And I, I like the story and I like the art. I um, I, I enjoyed it uh, all the way through. Um, I didn't love it. Like I wasn't jumping up and down going, oh, giddy, giddy, giddy. But I I enjoyed it and well enough where I'm going to keep it. I'm giving it an 8.5. It was a really decent first issue. Um, I don't think we could have asked for a whole lot more. Um, we, we, you know, the story was well paced. It was well written. It was believable dialogue. The art fit again, and it was a good mesh between the two. So, yeah, 8.5, I would definitely recommend reading it. Yeah, and, and back to the art, you know, I think Tony and I always think, great superhero artist. And this isn't a superhero book. It's sci-fi, but, you know, and it shows, and Tony's a versatile artist anyhow, but it shows that he can pull this off just as well as tackling, you know, a Batman or a mainstream thing. So, yeah, I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah. Next up, Berserker. Woo! Berserker. Keanu Reeves, who's not only helping write it, but really is the main character, it looks like. Oh, yeah. It was great. You know, Mad Kent, uh, we kind of teased it in one of our uh, YouTube uh, quick flips. Um, yeah, it looks great. Uh, Ron Garney. Uh, Bill Crabtree, um, so it's it's a collaborative work, and um, Andy and I had talked about this earlier, you know, because we we did the as uh, it was Indiegogo, right? I think it. Yeah, there was a no Kickstarter. It was Wait, Kickstarter. Indiegogo. It's no, one of the two of them. I think it was Kickstarter. I don't remember. It was Kickstarter. Okay. There's a Kickstarter campaign last fall, some end of summer, fall, something like that, and. It was for the three three volume set because it's it's going to be basically twelve issues, and it was for a hardcover for each each volume. So I backed it at the level to get all three hardcovers, 
knowing that the first hardcover I won't get until September of this year. And I think spring of 2022 is the second hardcover and fall of 2022 is the third hardcover. I, I got to be honest, maybe I didn't read it in the description and I passed over it because, you know, I don't like to read. We know. There's got to be lots of it's pictures. Ju it's just pictures. Um, but I didn't know it was supposed to, it was coming out monthly as well. Now there is, I've heard some rumblings from some people about, well, you really shouldn't put a product out. If people back it, they should be the first ones to get it. But if you're backing it at the hardcover collection level, you know, if the company's like, look, we're putting it out as single issues, that's cool. You don't have to buy it. And in full honesty, I because I backed it, I got the digital edition. So I don't have to buy the single issue unless I want the print copy like Dennis got. So Dennis got the print copy and the digital. I just got the digital. So I was able to read it um, so we can review it. I don't know if I'm going to keep reading it, though, because I don't know. I, I kind of want to wait, but it was so good. And it had such a great cliffhanger. And, you know, once again, a friend of mine in the business, Ron Garney, he's the artist on it. I probably would have got it regardless of the Kickstarter. I love Ron Garney's artwork. It's uh, it's really grown over the years with his style. And his style really fits this, this book because it's raw. It's it's visceral. You know, this, this character, Berserker, is just this visceral badass. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's like you think John Wick's a badass because, you know, Keanu Reeves. This guy makes John Wick look just like a pussy. The, so the premise behind this is 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 different. Andy's more of a superhero guy. I'm kind of cross genre because I like science fiction. I like spacey stuff, uh, things like that. Did you say cross-dressing? No, 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 no. We, we, we aren't talking about personal life. Oh, I thought I heard you say yeah, no. cross-dressing. No. What was cool is as soon as you the, the book opens, I mean, the art caught me in, right away. And I was just like, oh, oh, this is going to be a book. I can already tell. There's going to be some words, but I, I, I knew right away the story is going to be told through pictures. It's like an Andy book. Not a lot of, not a lot of story um, not a in lot terms of words. Of words but the story is told through the pictures and told very well. Well, and I think that's one thing that makes it so good is, you know, you can, you can have stories like a Chris Claremont book where Chris writes a lot of dialogue and you're just like engrossed and you're just like, Oh my God. And then you can have a book like this that is not much dialogue, not much text. All this storytelling is done through the art. And it just pulls you in and just, you know, panel layouts like this where the panels are, are tilted subtly and stuff to kind of give you a little bit of jarring as you're reading it. Uh, I mean, Ron is just one of the top not storytellers. And, and Ron draws this main character. And this is what I liked about it. He looks just like Keanu. I mean, he obviously oh, yeah. drew Keanu Reeves for a reason. And the cool thing about it is this, the entire book is like, the, it's like the opening scene of a movie. It's just one big old action scene. Scene literally, they they jump. He he doesn't even wait for parachutes or anything yeah. else. Everybody else is hopping down the ropes. He just jumps out. And by the time the other guys even get down there, he's basically wiped out all of the opponents. We don't want to call them bad guys. And it's Quentin Tarantino kind of blood love. Well, look at this. This last panel right here at the bottom of the page, he puts his fist right through a dude's face. Yes. I mean, it is it is not for the faint of heart. And, you know, it's a comic book. So it's not like, you know, yeah, of course, I wouldn't show this to a 12-year-old. Right. It's like the but, last 20 you know, minutes of Hateful Eight. I'm just yeah. saying, it's blood and gore everywhere. And, but it just, and, shows, and it, it just shows, though, I don't think it's done for just to do it purposes. It's all about showing how badass this character is, how visceral he is. And then the end is where this issue really pays off. And, you know, uh, I'm not going to scroll to the end because I don't want to give away the ending. No. In fact, I'm not going to show We know it's a suicide. We, we know it's a suicide mission. And he basically wipes him out. He's a bit of Wolverine in terms of he gets his 
He gets shot to pieces. He gets oh, yeah. just the hell beat out of him. And he's still standing. And you're like, oh, a little bit like Wolverine. He's he's going to regenerate somehow. Now we don't know, you know, if, if it's if he's doing it on his own or how it's all going to, you know, come out. But he's an interesting character. They talk about he he considers himself a god. Right. That, and that's the interesting byline. And they're like, well, are you or are you not? And it, it's a debate throughout this. All I'm going to say is they do address it towards the end of the book. you got to read it to find out. Um, it, it ends absolutely fantastic. You do get backstory on it. Um, but this entire mission scene, this is a fantastic book. I enjoyed it from the moment I opened it up to the very last panel. There was nothing in this book that I went, wow, I wish they would have done something better. I too had backed it on Kickstarter and I and I'm so glad I picked up uh the 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 paper copy because I didn't know they were releasing it in comic form either. But I'm glad I did. This is a fantastic book. And I can't wait to have the collected version when it comes so out. So I will say I, I got to show this this one panel. I blew up on one panel just because it's awesome. This dude pulls a gun, and I almost said Keanu. And uh, the Berserker character, you know, throws his head back, but he still gets his nose, the tip of his nose blown off. <laughs> just like, holy crap. You know, it's that, that just, is just a cool picture. It's just so cool. So, yeah, uh, I will give this rating wise, man, I'll go full boat nine seven because I love the story. Love Ron Garney's artwork. I'm a big Ron Garney fan. Uh, so that alone, I can't wait for next issue. You know, since I backed it, they're sending us the digital ones anyhow. So, yeah, who am I kidding? I probably want to read them every month. Because yeah. I, I want to know what happens. Yep. Um, great cliffhanger ending. Ex, you know, explains a little bit, but leaves you really wanting more. I, I wish they were out because I would just sit down and read the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to give it, because 9.7 is not a real CGC number, I'm going 9.8. Oh, 9.8. Fine. I'll go 9.8. I'm also going 9.8. This was as close to a perfect first book as, as you could get. There really isn't anything that I would change. If it was a little bit longer, I would have went 10.0 because, I mean, yeah. it was literally – uh, this is the best book that I have read in a long time. This was absolutely fantastic. I, I know that I'll be reading number one over and over again. I can't wait for, for the second issue to come out. I really want the collected version. I, Avengers can go away. I'm going to probably start start dropping a bunch of my Marvel books because the these two that we just reviewed, are so much better than the stuff that Mar that Marvel's putting out right now. Um, yeah. All I'm going to say is I'm, I'm going to start spending my money elsewhere. This is high-quality stuff that I can't wait for. Awesome. And a little personal news for me. As everybody knows, I have my first man campaign on Indiegogo. It's on in-demand, so you can still get the book. Great news is it's at the printer. So I should be getting them back within a couple of weeks so I can start doing fulfillment in April. Like I said, I would the first man program book, which is like the behind the scenes making of, I'll be getting that back from the printer next week. So I can't I wait. I'll do an unboxing video. I see all the perks sitting over there as they're starting to arrive. Yep. So I, I've got a feeling I'm going to be spending some time over at the Smith household working. I'm yeah, cracking that whip like there's a whip. Does. There's a way. That's right. I'm going to call up his wife and be like, I need to borrow your whip. So I'm going to yep. have to crack it a little bit over here. Yeah. But we will be back on Friday. And on Friday, we will break down Superman and Lois, episode three. Yes, we know it came out last night. We should do it today. But that's what we say Friday's for. Yeah. And it gives everybody a chance to watch it because we like to spoil things. Yeah, head over to our YouTube channel. We're starting something a little bit different now. We're, we're, we're starting to do uh, YouTube shorts. It's a new thing that they're doing um, where we're taking some of the new books, and we just did a few of them today, and we're going to do a quick flip through the books right when we get them 
And then we want to hear from you because, you know, we're not going to, you know, like today I got like 14 books. We don't have time to review 14 books, but we want to know which ones you guys want to want, want us to review. So do some of the quick flips. Take a, It'll give you a chance to look, check out some of the art and leave us a comment to say which ones you guys kind of want us to review. And whoever, you know, whichever ones we get the most uh, responses from, that's the ones we're going to review. Yep, pretty much. So go to our YouTube channel. The link will be below. Uh, sign up and subscribe. That's why whenever we go live, you guys will get notifications. Um, and if not, you'll we'll start getting – we've got a regular. So, you know, Wednesdays is 7 o'clock. Friday's happy hour, 4 o'clock. Yeah, so, you know, join us for that. But then check out on our page all the YouTube shorts and see which ones you kind of uh, want us to review for you. And this coming Monday is uh, Dan Fraga on our Monday interview show. So we'll be talking with Fraga Boom. Yeah. So join us for that. We'll talk about Black Flag, his current project, and more. So until next time, which would be Friday for happy hour, thank you for joining us. Like Dennis said, hit the subscribe button, little notification bell down there in the corner so you're notified when we go live. And uh, we will catch you guys on Friday with our new beers that we're going to show you. Oh, yeah. Man, I drink that early on a Friday afternoon, and I want to go to bed at like 7 o'clock because I'm a lightweight. And that's yeah. Bud Light. I've got a special one prepared for Friday. Oh, do you? I do. It's already, it's already ready to go. It's chilling. Oh, and you set. know what we should do? Great idea before we sign off. We... Dude, this is how we have to do Fridays from now on. After this Friday, on Wednesday, we go to Harris Teeter right down the road. We pick out the same beer and we flip back and forth weeks. So we're drinking the same thing for the first time on that Friday, seeing how we each like it. Same beer. Oh, so you mean you, you like have that? to drink my dark one and I yeah. have to drink your Zima? Okay. It's not Zima. Ah. It's not Zima. Okay. So then what we do is we do two beers. No, that's a lot for you an hour. Really? I'm not sucking down two beers in one hour. That's true. And by the way, I'm we not found out what do you want anymore? After we got off the air, we found out that mine was an 11.5 uh, APB. It, I said it kind of had a kick when I was like, "Whoa, wonder what this is." And I actually looked at it. So that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll come up. Anyway, join us for our beer on Friday and our, our reviews because you know we've got Superman and Lois. And there's a lot of topics. We'll, we'll do some posts through uh, tomorrow about it. All right, guys. We'll see you guys on Friday. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody.